I'm Emily. I'm Molly. And we are Stupid Genius. Genius. Stupid, Stupid Genius. Stupid Genius. So um, if we sound a little bit different this week, it's because it's because we're doing it over teams. We're, we're, yes. we're proper professionals here. We're also having a really hoping that you can't tell the difference, but if you can, <laughs> please don't tell us. Yeah. <laughs> it's only temporarily. Actually, do tell us because then it'll let us know that, like, actually, we we just won't do this again. Basically, yeah. I'm ill still, sick, sick gal, and I don't want to get Molly ill for um just her teaching, basically, because she's already around loads of um <laughs> horrible students, <laughs> loads of horrible ill students. Literally, every single seminar I teach, someone comes in and goes. I'm so ill. I think I've got COVID. And I'm just like, I just don't go near them for the whole session. Yeah. I mean, I am definitely coming down with something, but yeah, it's probably best that we, uh, we stay apart for now. Just for a little bit. Just for a little we bit. We've both got also, he- fancy headphones, so hopefully sounded that's okay. That's true. I also, if I'm really honest, just couldn't be bothered. You know, when you're ill and you're just like, I cannot be bothered to go in a car or a train travel for an hour you probably feel this all the time Molly you're like I'm, I literally I'm feel teaching every week <laughs> every, <yeah. laughs> every week when I have to get on the train at like 7 a.m <laughs> yeah yeah I just I've, I've overdone it <laughs> I've overdone it this week went to Surrey so drove five out well 10 hours and nine. Oh my god yeah because so you were at home home at the weekend yes yeah I went home home because my friend's getting married which I'm so excited about and I'm a bridesmaid so we had bridesmaid dress shopping so I said I I will happily travel anytime you want me to to go obviously help out with the wedding or whatever you need to do and obviously I'm not helping out I was just trying on dresses it was really fun that's so exciting did you pick a dress we all came to conclusion of the dresses we liked the most but we were, we were all pretty happy with everything we tried on there was nothing there was no big like oh there was only one that I thought they're just trying to do too much, you know. It had right. straps, it had ties, it had buttons, it had. It was like a bit, too, a bit much too much for me. going on, and yeah. also it, it was hard to get on, and I just don't like the faff. But yeah, enough. but the colours, she, she's picked the colours and she's she's seen them together, so that's really nice. But how's your weekend? Well, you went to, to Glastonbury. That does lead me to my stupid. Yeah, okay, I go mean, on. <laughs> in a way, it's a stupid. Um, Basically, I do not have much time now until my Viva. I'm being a little bit vague about it all because I don't want people to know the specific day. Obviously, I know you know, but I, I'm trying to reduce how many people I tell, although everyone asks me, I just tell them. So I need to get better at, yeah. at being also, more mysterious. the topic of this um, episode, maybe people might think it's really, really like soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and last weekend... Um, let's just put it this way. Last weekend was my last weekend <laughs> to be able to prepare. And yeah, we went to Somerset for one night, which meant driving, same as you, five hours, both ways, um, literally for one night. So on Saturday morning, we left the house at 7am and got there whatever time. And then, yeah, had one day and then we came back the next, we left at like lunchtime on Sunday. And I'm just, I've gone into the week knackered and I really didn't yeah. want to do that. But in a way, it's... In a way, it can't be stupid because I didn't really have a choice. Like Lloyd's family was having an event that we have to go to. Mm-hmm. His sister's going off to Australia. So we were like seeing her off. So I'm glad we went and it was a nice weekend. It looked lovely. Yeah, and it was. Like you say, we went to Glastonbury. We went and watched Sunset um, at the tour, which was like super lovely, actually, like quite magical. Everyone was up there and like so many people were just up there, like sat in meditation positions, like facing yeah. the sun. 
people were just like chanting and singing and running around bare feet. <laughs> Wasn't it the eclipse or the full eclipse or something? How I haven't I made that up. I think so. I think it was just a normal. It's just like that all the time in Glastonbury. Oh, cool. It's like hippie vibes. But um yeah, so I've just gone into the week fucking tired. And then like yesterday I was teaching all day mm-hmm. and um the students weren't exactly easy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> um So, yeah, I'm just tired and I'm I'm annoyed that I didn't take it easier at the weekend. But also I feel like what could I have done? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I know what you mean. That's that's kind of how I feel. It's like, well, I, I had to go down, but I guess I could have. But we could maybe you could have gone Friday and had maybe a bit. Yeah, we could have. But, but then you know you're what? teaching all day. Were you teaching all day? I, could, no. I didn't get I didn't get home till seven p.m. on a Friday. Yeah. And in a way, I would prefer to have. You know what I'm like. I'm much yeah. better in the morning. I would have preferred to have like a nice evening in and then just get up early and go. Like for me, that's yeah. better. Yeah. See, um, I left on Friday at probably about seven thirty, um, and got back at like twelve. Oh, because shit. that's better for me because then yeah, I get to yeah. have, you know? Yeah, true. Whereas I'd rather. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, isn't it? you just got to work out what works for you, I suppose. Yeah. What's your stupid though? That does lead me into my stupid. So <laughs> the reason I left so late. <laughs> yeah, because so, you messaged me on Sunday and it was like half 11. You were like, I'm nearly back in Liverpool. I was like, what the fuck? I purposely made sure that I didn't get home any later than like 5, 5.30 p.m. on Sunday. <laughs> well, like, that is just because... into the yeah, well, that was just because I wanted, when I'm home, I'm like, I must see, I have to see my mum. Um, cause I don't get to see her that often because obviously I'm about five hours away. So I went to see her and I just forget that, okay, I'm bad with time. Where do you think I learned that from? Oh, really? <laughs> so we just such like, we just don't, un- we just, we, we did her. We did her and we, but I enjoyed it. And that's actually not my stupid getting back at on Sunday late. My stupid is leaving Liverpool to Surrey. And um I was going to drive the van because my partner's moving in and we need to get all of his stuff. So bike, there's a lot of stuff that's coming and the van would be easier. I um put in the key to open the door and I don't put it in fully all the way and I just snap the key in half. Oh, shit, the van key. The, the van key, the ignition key. And... The Into the ignition pro- or the door, sorry. The door, the door. <gasps> oh, no. Um, I managed to get the key out. And um, the worst part about it is it's not the first time I've done this. Have you got a spare? No. Both times we've had to get the key cut. And it costs quite a lot of money, obviously. Yeah, it does. Anyway. Um, it's so stupid. And, and it was almost like I I just had to laugh. I was so ill at this point, And I was, like, driving. And I was just delirious because I had a full day of participant recruitment and i'd finished work at six got back packed and was ready to go so i was was a bit delirious to be honest and i like start walking away well yeah and bim bim was deciding to um google what you know if we can get a key card at that time and i was like no one's going to be open at seven o'clock at night um and he's like i'm like all right i'll go get the other keys because we have his car um and obviously my car's done, so we good job we actually have his car and he drove it up because otherwise we'd be fucked. We wouldn't, we just wouldn't be able to go home. Um, and I start walking away, and he obviously doesn't think I'm gonna look behind, and he's there in the car, just, just shouting fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I like caught him and just started laughing, and he just sort of had a little smirk. 
Oh, no, oh, he's having a proper yeah, moment. Yeah, he, he literally, you know, and you can see, he, and I said to him, I was like, I was like, I saw that, and he was like, I was actually going to scream, so I'm glad I didn't scream. <laughs> I was actually going to do a silent scream. What, was he in um, the car? Sat in the car? Yeah, sat in the van, shut the door. Oh, in the van. And I was, as I was walking um, to get the car keys to the, um, like, to the back to the house, I turned around, and he just then goes, fuck. <laughs> I can literally picture it. Was it a fuck at you or a fuck at the situation? Fuck at the situation. Probably a bit both. I mean, yeah. it is stupid of me. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'd be the same. I'd be like, ah, why do you think she didn't snap so easily? She no. Does. I mean, I really do put force into it. Well. <laughs> don't, don't put it in all the way to so the weakest point of the key. I'm turning <laughs> it on. So it's, and it's just messy at the end of the day. Well, Send one must it. hope if you've done it twice, then there won't be a third time. Well, well, actually, yeah, it was a learning point. I was like, you know, you're not sticking the key in all the way. I was thinking, I was like, why are these keys made of fucking <laughs> Play-Doh? <laughs> if only they wouldn't snap if they made of Play-Doh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was like, you're not made of China. The key in. He's like, he's trying to not be patronising, but also trying to tell me. I need something yeah, that's a risky position for Vin to be in, isn't it? Like, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. To be fair, he did it really well. He's like, I don't think you're sticking the key in all the way. And I was like, <laughs> oh. really? And I, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, I'm not. See, that sort of thing with me and Lloyd could go really either way. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. that would either make us be like, right, fuck, we need to sort this out as a team, or we'd just, like, fall out for, like, an hour. <laughs> yeah, same. And I think, I think... I think Vin's used to my stupid, stupid, like, I can be so smart at some, I'm so good at some things, and they're just so fucking ridiculous, and like... Classic PhD student. Yeah, 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 um, and I think he's used to that, so after seven years, he just sort of breathes in, breathes out, shouts fucking the van yeah. on his own, and <laughs> carries on, but sometimes, sometimes he probably doesn't, and it depends, I was obviously in a mood that I was just like, laughing about it, and ill, and delirious, and on all the paracetamol and ibuprofen and antibiotics at this point. I was like, let's just go. <laughs> oh, God. What was your genius? Um, so my genius, oh, my genius was that I had my mock viva. Um, yeah. And it went really well. And obviously I won't talk about it too much because we'll come on to it in our ramble. But, yeah, I had my mock viva and it, it felt quite genius. Yeah, which was really nice because... Um, yeah, it could. I suppose it could make or break how I was feeling, in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it went you, were, well. you were a bit nervous before when we did our mock fight, like when I just shouted questions at you. Yeah. You were, you were a little bit nervous, but I'm glad that sort of helped you out a lot. Exactly. I wasn't even like nervous to do the mock five, but I was nervous for how it would go, if that makes sense. But yeah. as I say, I'll hold off on details because we will come on to it. We will talk about it. We will talk about so it. My you give me genius. Your genius. So it's a, re- a repeat, but it's a good repeat. A repeat? It's a repeat. My genius is that I have officially finished theatre collection. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. So you got your extra participants? Yep, done it. Oh, Sorted. my God, amazing. Done it within a week. Boom, smashed it. Boom. That is actually incredible. Because last time we spoke, you were still trying to recruit a couple more, weren't you? So that I is awesome. I phoned 50 people. Oh, and emailed a hundred to find ten more. No, to find four more participants. Yeah, fuck that's it how out. that's how much work you have to put in. That is recruitment statistics. When we used to work in recruitment, yeah, you have to phone hundreds of people just to get one, like yeah, one yeah, one yeah, bite, yeah. as it were. And, and like oh, a few well done as well. So I had to get a few more. But um, 
Yeah, no, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing and I'm happy. And that's the last recruitment. Only four months ago till I finish. (laughs) So that's going to be stressful. Now I need to analyse and write up. I realise I've got nothing written really as well. So I've got to get moving with that. But I thought you had one chapter written. One chapter, but it's only 3,000 words. Ah, but you're thinking smaller. Yeah, yeah, but I was just thinking each paper's or like thesis chapter is going to be only three thousand words because that's science, like that's science papers. That's as much. It can't be though, can it? Because it's forty thousand in total. Yeah, so that's what I was like doing the maths. Like, if I've got three studies, how the hell is that going to make forty? The maths doesn't check out there. uh... (laughs) So what is the what is it then? You need to make your papers longer. Fuck no. This is why I need to have a meeting with my supervisors. I've, we've never spoken about the thesis. I do think that is a bit mad, and this isn't a comment on you, but a comment on maybe how things have gone for you, that you are two and a half years in and you you don't know that. Like not, And as I say, that's no shade on you, but I just feel like why have you not, why have they not sat down with you and explained that? Like day one, that should have been explained to you, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's just the premise of like you do studies, you write, and then. I know, but you don't know how. Like what? That's mad though. If you don't know what you're meant to write, like, because then how do you plan your time, like over the PhD, if you don't know how much you've actually got to write? Yeah, yeah, good question. I think forty thousand. Obviously, that's the that's the structure, isn't it? That's the uh... yeah, for one of yours. But then, like, if you don't know what that's made up of. It's hard to. That's like, true. Move. I think what happens is, yeah, it seems a bit backwards to me. I think what happens is you have these chapters that you know you're going to write or do, like the papers, the studies. So I have three studies that I'm going to do, and then I know I'm going to have a literature review at the start and a discussion at the end, and then you put that together. That will probably be like twenty thousand words, and then I don't know where else the twenty <laughs> other twenty thousand words are going to come from. Because if you pay sure that... ten thousand, and then yeah, you've got thirty thousand left to fill. Interesting. Find out and let us know because I am intrigued and I'm sure our listeners are intrigued as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope that I want to talk about it, but I'm, guys, just to let you know, I'm clueless. <laughs> the supervisor, just to let you know, I'm clueless on what my thesis is going to look like. Is that, is that normal? <laughs> it's interesting because there's books like, I know in social sciences and humanities and stuff, there's a book um, by a woman who is amazing called Rowena Murray. I've actually had the pleasure of attending one of her writing treats. Unfortunately, it was online because it was during COVID. But um, she has a book which is actually how to write a thesis. And it steps out like exactly, you know, like set what the structure is, how blah, 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 blah. Right. But I think that is just for like the big 80,000 social science type thesis. So I wonder if there's an equivalent. Maybe have a look, you know, for like I've the... Definitely- I had a, I had a read of other people's in my department who's got their PhDs theses theses these size these I don't know theses <laughs> that sounds definitely weird. not <laughs> these size I don't know um <laughs> there's definitely a word and I can't even think and yeah and I'm basically on that basically theses that's it yes right <laughs> it's like theses polish and a turd. Right, well, I task you next week to come back with a solid answer to that, please. Okay, that'll be my genius next week. I know yeah. what my thesis is going to look like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, done, done with data collection. That was my final study. I'm done. That's scary. It's exciting and scary at the same time. But it's also I say it loosely same. because I could come back next week going, nah. Nah, I think this is, this is the one, I reckon. This is it. I think this is the one. 90% sure. 
That's all we can be. Should we ramble? Let's go. Yeah, we definitely should. <laughs> Okay, so today we are talking all about preparing for your viva. Yeah, yeah. guess why? Cause Molly's because Molly's got her viva on. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. A day. On a day. Coming <laughs> in the day, near future. <laughs> very soon. And with any luck, I'll be shouting it from the rooftops very soon. If you, you don't hear be. anything in the next few days. I've failed, I'm depressed, and you'll never hear from me ever again. Super genius has died. You know what? Yeah. Finn asked me the other day, if, if, would you get a new co-host if Molly decided she'd... Like, so random. And I was like, wait, what have you heard from Molly? And uh, I was Finn, like, no. Fuck? Yeah, How yeah. dare I like, you? I was like, well, no, it's not stupid genius about Mo- Molly. Like, it's not just like... Where would the stupid come from? <laughs> yeah. Where would the genius come from? <laughs> but you won't fail because, guess what? I pulled up some stats am i right to read it to you of how many people actually oh, fail their viva God. and i don't know whether this will make you better <sighs> make you feel better or worse i don't know but my heart actually just fluttered when you said that okay so, so i've had like actual like bad stomach for like two weeks now <laughs> go on so give I Googled me some stats. how many people fail their viva um and your outcome can be severely damaged by how you perform in your viva though this isn't something to obsess over Right, hang on a minute. You're making me feel better by telling me that your outcome can be severely damaged. Well, I don't this know what makes you feel better. <laughs> this isn't what I was expecting. Well, again, it's true. But in the UK, a study of 26,000 PhD candidates revealed that only 16% of students were awarded with major corrections. So still okay. not fail. Okay. Major corrections. So you're not failing. You've just got shit to do. Yeah. Um, that's the official term. Well, only 3.3 students failed their Viva outright. 3.3 or 3.3%? 3.3%, sorry, yeah. 3. I mean, not that makes much of a difference to me, but I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> just clarify, yeah. So To be fair, that is, like, yeah, that obviously makes me feel better, right? Because the chances of me being in that 3% are slim considering that my supervisors are in full support of me submitting, that I I do think my thesis is a good piece of work. I have worked very hard. Yep. <laughs> like all the all those reasons. You're definitely a top PhD student as well. If you think about, you know, the type of PhD student you are, you are um a good PhD student. That I've always been very your... engaged and Exactly, exactly. And you know your research. It's not like you've you know, whenever yeah, I, exactly. I talk to you about it, you know what you're talking about. and Yeah, I think, to be honest, the, the failing doesn't scare me because I I, I do think that's not going to happen. Like, I'm confident enough in myself to think I won't fail. But it's a major corrections. I'd be fucking gutted if I got major corrections. But then, again, it's like, why would I? I, I can't see a reason why I would because, like, the thesis itself stands up, I think. I think. And again, yeah. I'm basing this on the fact that my three supervisors who I trust believe in it. So, you know, that makes me yeah. believe in it as well. Um, yeah. And I know I can confidently talk about it and I can prove that I wrote it. That's the big one, isn't it? So in a way, I don't think I'll get major, but then there's, there is just that possibility, isn't it? You don't know yeah. what your examiners are going to focus on. Well, yeah, that's true. And what their expertise are and like, yeah. or their interests. 
you might know their, I don't know, we've all got, not we've all got published papers, but they, they, by that point, they've got published papers. You know what they've published about, but you don't know what their interests are in terms of, you know, you've got your PhD thesis, but you've got your interests in terms of papers that you'd like to maybe in the future write or research yeah. that you want to do. So they I might mean, be. Let's put a pin in that because we'll come on yeah. to that in a minute, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, thank you for sharing those stats because I think it is really important to get some perspective, isn't it? Like, as PhD students, we are probably quite prone to dramatic <laughs> and it's quite easy to be like, I'm going to fail. But then hearing that, that like, right, OK, well, 3% of people fail, it is hard to to be, to be to get yourself in a doom and gloom mindset when only 3% fail. Yeah, you're not, you're realistically, you're not going to fail and and even those fails aren't fails because I know you'll just have to. They won't be like, right, you haven't got your PhD. All that works for nothing. See ya. They'll. I. I, I don't know. I didn't look. Into well, that three percent. That, that is what that is for that three percent. Really? Think, they, they, I think so. No way. I think so. Where they offer you to do an MPhil instead. And like, what? That must be. But like, that must be. It's got not enough work to provide must be right? or like or they don't think you've written it I guess they don't think it's your yeah. work maybe they can't because I've sort of my understanding is that the Viva is very much the main purpose of the Viva is to confirm that it's your work that your ideas that you wrote it um and so maybe those that fail are the ones that can't can't sort of support that which is why yeah. I guess the over usage of things like AI might be problematic if you have relied on that too much and then when it comes to the yeah. and you're gonna find it harder to talk about it because you don't know the process or the thought because yeah. what thing what things really solidify in your brain is when you've spent time and energy the thinking and, process yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 but should we have a chat about um how to go about preparing basically and i'll share my thoughts on how i have prepared i know you've done a bit of research generally about how other people have prepared and stuff like that and I'm sure it's something let's be honest from the moment we start our PhDs you you have the viva in the back of your head so I'm sure it's something you've thought about as well anyway yeah yeah I remember when I started the PhD I didn't really know what the viva was <laughs> no I mean that's, I have literally explained probably like once a day every day to friends and family what a viva is this past week yeah. and every time people say to me so when's your viva I was going to say, Viva, Viva la vida. La vida. <laughs> That's my response every time. Da, 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 da. Good old yeah. Martin. Yeah, That's it. I think of Shrek. That's my answer. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Shows my uh, age. Um, yeah. So if I was just defending your thesis, isn't it? Just talking. Yeah. Talking. Up. If you think of it as like um, an examination, I guess it's an open book examination. The fact that you can take, you know, you've actually, sorry, your thesis actually in review. But yeah, it's a it's a defence. It's a a verbal conversation where you defend the choices that you've made and um, the ones that you didn't make, I guess as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to start off by how you um, chose your examiners? Yeah, sure. So like when it came to choosing examiners, it's definitely um, what's the word like a collaborative process with your supervisors. So my lead supervisor said to me, right. We're ready to choose your, uh, your supervisor. <laughs> Fucking hell. Try that again. Uh, ready to choose your examiners. And she said to me, um, have you got any preferences? Like, have you ever met anyone at a conference that you thought, oh, they were quite um, into my work or, oh, they gave me good feedback? You know, it's those sorts of things, which it suddenly made me realise, ah, OK, all that networking I've been doing 
was for something hey, because yeah. it's you know and so if you're listening to this now um and you're maybe a year two years off start thinking about it you know if in and maybe even keep like a little a little log which says people that you've spoken to at conferences people that were complimentary of your work people that maybe asked a question after you did a presentation they're good people to start thinking about um Anyway, I had a couple of names in mind and we approached both of them and they both were unable to do it this semester because of teaching. And I didn't want to push back to next semester. Yeah. So then it was like back to the drawing board. And um, as supervisors, they sort of gave me some suggestions. The main piece of advice, which um, my supervisors all sort of said, and I can totally see why this would be the case. They really wanted to try and go for a professor or the um, external examiner. And I think the reasons for that are like twofold. One is obviously it can sort of look better. You know, it's a bit more prestigious maybe if you've had a professor examine you. Um, But I think also the other thing, which is maybe less obvious that they said, is that professors can often be, quote unquote, nicer examiners because they've maybe done, what, 100 examinations over their career. They're not there to prove anything. They're not there to demonstrate their own knowledge. They're not there to, like, make a point or to show that they were, like, you know, they have an opinion on it. They're they're sort of more relaxed about the the process, whereas my supervisor said their experience is when you get someone who's maybe a senior lecturer and wanting to progress, they can be much harsher examiners. Um, Yeah. I Which can imagine makes sense, though. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. because, because they wanna... and they don't know what to expect, and they kind of feel like they have to be. This is what they have to be like, or they yes. don't know. And if know, I don't like give this person a hard time, I'm not going to look like I've done a good enough job, or I know what I'm under. talking about. Or... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Obviously, it depends on I think people who like I don't know people's personalities and stuff like that. But cool, yeah, I like... can imagine when I was a new PhD student, I wanted to prove myself a lot more so I was a lot more vocal I was a lot more out there now I'm a bit I sit back and sort of yeah and like you say it's obviously a case-by-case basis like one of my supervisors is a senior lecturer she's an ECA and career academic and she would be a lovely examiner I'm sure she'd be fair she'd be interested but not scary you know like mm-hmm. so it is a case-by-case basis but as a sort of rule that's and multiple people have said that to me as well that's so, um, cool that gives me a uh, helps me actually because I know I've actually but with you saying that um, I've sprung a person to my head really yeah who's very um relaxed and I mean he knows exactly what he's talking about and he's so knowledgeable and he's been doing it for years but actually he's got such a calming presence and he's got such a um he kind of just sits back until he like has a question or springs to mind and he comes he like sort of brings himself up and asks the questions but he's not quite like considered sort of thing yeah 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 which sometimes they scare me more maybe i mean I know... the other thing is that you can't know them particularly well you, you can know them a little bit but if they uh, yeah if you have any sort of like when i say close relationship you know if that's not allowed you have to have okay. a distance so if you spoke to them once at a conference or something like that then fine but if you have more of a of a relationship then you can't have them so okay. I don't know if that if he's still hopefully he's still on as a possibility. <laughs> Maybe. I'll, I don't know. Keep How it in well mind. Know anyone, you know? But I suppose it's one of those, isn't it? If uh, if any of our listeners now are thinking of someone and thinking, oh, 
that would be quite a good person. Maybe just make sure you don't get too close to them. I guess that would be something you could do, you know, um, yeah, over the next few months. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Every time they say hi, you just walk away. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hi. <laughs> just put a look down at the floor and run away. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's how we chose um, the external examiner. And then for the internal examiner, oh, and I guess I obviously should mention you need to find someone that is, <laughs> I guess that's obvious, but like has similar interests to you. Um, you're never going to find someone who is exactly your interest area. Like I, mine is quite niche. I'm sure that's the whole point of the PhD, right? It's niche. So, but finding someone that has some sort of a link, you know, like um, experience in in, a, in an aspect of your research, whether yeah. it's the methodology or the actual concepts or whatever. Definitely, this is going to be hard for me because mine's such a mixed methods thesis. So I start yeah. with a survey, then I go to qualitative, then I go to um biomechanical and it's like oh which one would we want then to be yeah almost an expert in but that'll to be, be honest, a discussion to have exactly with the supervisors but in a way I would probably say that like you should choose the the aspect that you're most confident in because then if your intern if your external examiner is going to drill you on anything it's going to be what they're most comfortable in and you want that to be the thing that you're most comfortable in as well yeah definitely. but then I suppose you could get your intern examiner to be an expert in the other type of methodology or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do it that way. Well, um, if it's none of it, I'm confident in none of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had, like, six months to learn this. <laughs> oh, don't. Back off. Don't. Back off. <laughs> it's just so scary. But with the You've had 10 examiner. years. I've had six months. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave um, me alone. Give me the PhD. Okay. <laughs> with the internal examiner, um, I guess, like, you would you would do that based on all the things we've just said. But interestingly, I have heard horror stories of where the internal examiner is so much more, like harsher than the external. So I guess choose your internal carefully as well. Don't just think like, oh, well, just any internal will be fine. You need to think of that carefully as well. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. <laughs> what other advice or what other things have you been doing? Um, I guess some of the other important decisions you need to make is like if you want your supervisors or supervisor um, your director of studies to be in the viva with you as well and um, for me that's an absolute no I would not want that I would find that You're far not... too much pressure what your supervisor in in the viva with me oh really would you want that because, you? well no because because this is interesting when I asked you um probably like six months ago you said you want your supervisor in there with you because Never. because this is your your reasoning if you get any major corrections or anything like that, or if they say anything, they are a second person to hear it out because you're so, you'll be so focused on the Viva and kind of scared. You know, you know, when you come, sometimes come out of meeting that you've been worried about. Yeah. And then you go, wait, what did they say? Or what was the, and oh they can then. I can't imagine ever saying that because I would never have wanted my supervisor in there in the same way that like when I took my driving test, the thought of having your driving instructor in with you is like added pressure. But. With that, they, your examiners write a full report of the, of what you need to do and what's been said. So if I did say that at the time in terms of that point about not being able to take in the the feedback and stuff, you do get it all written down. Yeah, see, I, that's what I, I found it a bit like, whoa, what the hell? Because I thought I wouldn't want my supervisor in there. But now I think I would want my supervisor in there because we've been through it together and he gets to hear. But then there's also extra pressure, an extra person hearing me out. And I could I could probably feel his like, disappointment when I'm like fumbling over a question. Well that's exactly why I would want them in there because I'd be thinking oh my god my supervisor's probably sat there thinking what the fuck is she rambling on about now 
Do you know what I mean? <laughs> or just, or just, I'll hear his brain go, shut up, Emily. Shut up. You're <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop now. Stop now. <laughs> um, but the other one as well is whether or not you have an independent chair. So actually, this is quite an interesting one for me because I did not make this decision. My supervisor made it for me um, and decided that I would have one. And I'm fine with that. Um, but I didn't, I didn't think they asked me actually. I just found out that I was having one. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what happened there. Um, but I'm okay with that because I think it's, I think it's because I've now, I'm in a bit of a funny position where I'm a PhD student and a full time member of staff. And so they've done it just to like really for make sure the process is rigorous and that they're ticking all the boxes, essentially. Um, yeah, they're not just giving you a PhD because you're hired with them, right? Is that what yeah, they... I get, yeah, well, I don't know because a lot of staff do PhDs, but yeah, I, I honestly don't really know. I think it's just to protect me in the process as well. And an independent chair basically sits in the viva, but they do not say one word. They literally sit there and watch the process to make sure that it's all being conducted fairly and in the right yeah and that it's following what the right a boring procedure job i know, what a boring I know job. but i have the loveliest person who we both know um yeah. as my independent chair so that would be quite nice oh, i know i know I, yeah i was very excited when i when i heard the person who was yeah. in your chair in, in a way <laughs> Yeah, in my chair. That'd be weird if she was sat on my chair. Yeah, I just think um, I I just zone out. Good good luck. Well, <laughs> to be to fair, that. she probably can zone out, right? Because she doesn't really need to be listening. I guess she's just there to make sure no one's like I don't know, not following procedure. I guess. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, fuck knows. Um, charm them that much into talking about the day. <laughs> Look into my eyes. Look into my yeah. eyes. Look into my eyes. Give me a PhD. Give me a PhD. Call me doctor. Let's just talk about your day and your weekend. How's the kids? Do you like apple crumble? Tell me more. <laughs> why does apple crumble come, come to mind? Do you know what? I've got a load of apples downstairs. And, and this morning I was like thinking, can you make apple crumble with pink ladies? Or cause is it just cooking apples? Because I've got you pink ladies. You can make them with pink ladies, but they're just not as, you know, they'll taste different. It would be fine. Yeah, it might be nicer. Yeah, it'd be good. Might be nicer. Um, another thing you might want to do in the preparation. So this is before we've even got to the actual preparing for your fiver in a way. Um, is like check the policies of your uni. So we sort of mentioned this already about the whole major, minor, you know, shizzle, but it does differ uni to uni. So like I actually, I'm saying this and I actually don't know the policies of our uni. (laughs) I was about Um, to ask you. (laughs) I don't know. That's terrible. I should know, but like some unis might say, right. I think our uni, they've just changed it where you either, it's either three months is minor, anything over three months is major, whereas it used to be like there were stages of minor and stages of major, whereas I think it's just you're either minor and you get three months or it's major and you get 12 months. And right. Emily, I can see, is busy Googling away trying to find it out for me. <laughs> oh, nah, can't find it. It's Oh, my God, it's a big, big document. Never mind. Never mind, but it is something. But that just shows, doesn't it? Check it, and you know, if you're listening and you've got your, well, not even if you've got your viva pending, but if it's it's going to happen at some point, right? Um, get it checked now because it's really good to know um what you're working towards, and and yeah, for me, I, for me, I think that's why I'm really don't want the majors because I think at LGMU, um, major means twelve months, whereas at some unis it's different. I don't know. We're not being very helpful here. No, I know this says after the Viva here, um, obviously the candidate should uh, receive the outcome of their Viva on the day directly from the examiners. Um, 
They said the final joint report, along with any list of um, any recommendations, is normally completed and submitted to the Doctor Academy within one working week. Given the current circumstances, you should have difficulties. Should you have to? You should have. That's why I just like you should find it really difficult. It should be really, really horrible. Um, no, basically, if you have any difficulties with the timeline, then you um, can talk about it with Doctor Academy. That's basically all they've put in this document that I'm scanning, literally as we speak. So I, I think I, that emphasises. No I think that emphasises that point that check it, check it, guys, because it's definitely worth knowing. Um, I mean, even though I know I'm going into this fiver hoping for minor corrections, it's just that's. Do you know what? I've actually got a meeting with my supervisor this afternoon just because we've not spoken for a few weeks and we're just going to have a little touch base. So I shall find out. Find out. Let us know. And it will be too late, I'm afraid. Yeah, it's too late (laughs) for everyone listening. But I'll let you know. Well, I guess tune in next week. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So once you've done all those things, which I suppose is like the procedural stuff, you know, in the preparation of the fiber, um, something that you actually mentioned before sort of about like your uh, examiner's interest but I would suggest getting to know those and this is something I say with caution because I don't feel like I've done this <laughs> but I know that this is what you're meant to do um, I think I think like within reason right because they're not going to ask you well what paper did I publish they're not going to ask you a question like that but they will ask you questions related to their knowledge because that's the way they can yeah. Right. Like, you know, when I was um helping you out with fiber prep, I was asking questions based on my research and my knowledge and or understanding. So I was thinking about what's the impact? What have you thought about social economic um status or people from disadvantaged areas? You know, that was my background knowledge and I want I was interested and intrigued to know about, yes. you know, why you picked the northwest coast or did you pick you know you know those sort of questions um, exactly that yeah. relates to what i know and my interests and stuff like that so yeah I we're think, all human like we are we do base it on our own knowledge base don't we in a way like it's going to be it'll all be relevant to my thesis but they'll be they will focus on things that are applicable to their knowledge as well and i suppose there's easy ways of finding out. I mean, you only have to go on any academics university profile and it will say, I am interested in blah and blah and blah. And I am doing work on blah, you know. So I guess exactly being familiar with those, having a look at a few of their papers. I mean, when I um, had my examiner confirmed, I actually hadn't really cited them in my thesis because even though they are interested in like sustainability, theirs is quite focused on like tourism and stuff like that, which is not really my area but I actually did put a couple of references in from their work so I already did that little bit of digging I guess but I might yeah. just revisit that I think in the next couple I of days. I think so and just knowing that what their expertise lie on because you've obviously got them in for a reason they're gonna you're gonna have cross links and they might scrutinize you on the bits that they're experts on and you need to touch up and brush up on your area and yeah. why you did certain things because they might they might they might not they might be more interested in oh this is a new technique that i've never heard of can you talk to me about that so you mm. know they want as much as as much as it's your viva they will also be interested i that's what i assume right they, they'll yeah. be it's almost like an intrigue and they would want to know it's more like yeah. oh tell me more about that or yeah well it's know. like when we did the supervisor episode last week um in the same way that one of the supervisors was saying well 
you know, a PhD is a learning process for supervisors and the students because we're all learning together. And I think it's nice to think of the vibe like that. We're all just mutually learning from each other. And it's not like this weird power dynamic where they're just challenging you. They're there to learn about your topic as well, yeah. which yeah. I think is quite a nice thought, I suppose. Um, I think, to be honest, I think if anything, it will be the industry context that they will honing on I think I think that's the biggest crossover in our research so um and I feel okay talking about that to be honest I do yeah. I feel quite confident in that so yeah as long as says. you feel yeah, 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 yeah you you do for sure you gave me like a star answers even though I didn't know what the hell you oh I really don't think I did but we were in a cafe it was late in the day and yeah I'm making excuses now <laughs> but I don't feel like I did answer your questions that well but you know it helped me think about what I needed to to think more about, I suppose. Exactly. And what they're going to focus on. Did you, and I've heard this a time and catch it, and when Bethology came on, she said this thing, but did you take a break from your thesis before jumping back into it? I did. I took quite a big break, to be honest, because I submitted what sort of like mid-August and I probably only really started revising again a couple of weeks ago. So I had a good sort of six weeks break from the thesis. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I was tapping into it a little bit, but don't forget I started a new job like a week after I submitted exactly. as well. So things Does that are very... scare you in terms of, I feel like six weeks is enough time for me to forget everything. Do not say that, Emily, I do not need to hear that. <laughs> well, I'm different to you, You're, you've got a good memory. <laughs> no, no, to be fair, that, that has been a worry. Yeah, that has been a worry for me. Um, I think having a break is so, so important because you just get burnt out and fatigued with it otherwise like I was at a point because I'd been doing like you know 12 hour days on it every day all summer pretty much and obviously not weekends but um no you I were you were sick a fucking, fucking powerhouse yeah I was just sick of it so for me I need Molly wouldn't good. even take 30 minute break sometimes like when I'd be like come on I'm going for lunch she'd be like no I cannot and she'd do like <laughs> 10 minutes and then get back to it and I'd just be like oh my god you were a powerhouse oh I within the last few weeks of it like it was I was it was head down try and be so nice and be like come on I just like no leave me alone I'm working (laughs) I was like you should go outside you're like (laughs) outside is for losers (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. gotta get it done so yeah probably the six week break was good I needed it and as I say I wasn't having a break because I was starting a new job but at least I was having a break from the idea so yes definitely have a break you know you know how long is too long if for you that is going to literally make you forget all your work then don't but I think is that really really realistic again like after three years you're not going to fucking forget it it's there it's ingrained yeah I still remember my uh three minute thesis <laughs> um yeah the three minute thesis like, like speech yeah speech yeah do you know what oh, I mean so yeah. and I still remember Bex's because we practice together. Really? Cast your mind back to when you were a child. That's how she starts. <laughs> so oh my god! How did I start? Mine was like, oh, mine was super dramatic. I can't remember. Oh, I remember your end though. Your end was because um, there's, there's no, no planet, planet B. B. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's ingrained in you. You can not never gonna forget it. And that's um, the thing. So at least having a break can just like help you refresh, and also you can come back with a bit more enthusiasm. Because I was at a point where my enthusiasm for the research had nosedived whereas had it in the break I definitely feel a bit more invigorated with it again like it doesn't bore me to death when I talk about it it does yeah, a little bit yeah. bores me into a but coma not, rather than yeah. death yeah. <laughs> yeah that's nice and also if you can like if you're if you have the opportunity yeah take a actual break I mean Molly says she took a she took a break from her thesis but she started a new job which was really intense um so if if you can 
take an actual maybe a holiday or uh, yeah. a breather. I do regret not having that. But at the same time, you just sometimes don't have a choice. And for me, that mortgage. was the timing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, as if I'm going to be like, turn turn down a job opportunity. Because I'm like, oh, no, I just need a holiday. You just can't yeah. do that in the real you can't world. can't do that. <laughs> you know? yeah. it, su- it sucks. But, yeah, you're right. Um, so in so... terms of revising <laughs> for the thesis, yeah. the thesis, the viber, um, what, what do you think you would do if you were revising for the viber? I obviously you would print it off and I print off. I actually read this um, you, and I don't know why, but print off the version that you submitted because you might like what you've done is you've printed off the version, but you've started making edits that, like, oh, shit, I I didn't put the number. I put the number on the first page or da, da, da. and you you're going to want to edit it because you're going to find mistakes. But yeah. don't ha- have. The, and I thought that's such a good tip. Because I would then go in and be like, oh, I need to just edit that. I need to edit that. And then print off the newest version. And yeah. then it's just going to be a nightmare when they come to ask you questions. You flick to that page and you're like, oh, shit. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've like, touched it up. They're like, why did you say this on page three? And you're like, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I bloody did didn't this. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, that, exactly. So I've got the exact same. I've got the identical version that the examiner has just to make sure that we're literally on the same page. Um, and I have been making little biro edits. Just it's like, you know, Mr. Comma here. I want a different word there. Um, I'm hoping that won't be a problem. that They'll like see my thesis in the biro and be like, fucking hell, look at all those edits she's made. Like major. <laughs> you know. Major. Um, yeah. I am. Um, how did. So obviously you've got to have a list of possible questions. And I've been told that I should every presentation I give jot down the questions that people ask because they're probably going to be the questions that will be brought up in the Viva. But obviously I've stopped doing that. And how did you... Well, just because, like... Just, I love that. But obviously I didn't do that. Well, obviously <laughs> I didn't like, do that. that. It's, like, good, it's good advice. It's really good advice. I kind of wish I did, but I didn't. And that's... And I'm, what, nearly done. Um, and I'm not doing any more presentations until I finish. Um, how did you find the questions? Like, how did you figure out what questions yeah. you're going to be asked and, and write them out and revise that way? So the questions I had that I have been revising off, I found just some standard ones off the Internet. Literally just type in like PhD vibe questions and some will come up. You have to be careful because I find a lot of them are like um, sort of focused on STEM questions, which may be quantitative, positivist research, which obviously doesn't fit with my research, which is qualitative. Um, so just be careful what basic questions you're using. Just make sure they fit your like research paradigm and stuff. But yes, yeah, so I've got them off the Internet. I have a colleague um, called. Well, I don't even know why I'm about to say her name. You don't need to know that. I have a colleague who did their viva about a month ago. So she sent me the questions that she was revising from. And also my lead supervisor had a document that she says are her basic viva questions that she uses in pretty much every viva but she tweaks them obviously depending on the the actual thesis so she sent me those and then also my when I did my mock my second supervisor who did the mock with me she wrote a list of questions and then sent them to me as well which as I'm sure you're probably thinking right now that is overwhelming that is a lot of fucking questions and that is one thing I found quite hard because I made this document of practice questions and started filling in answers and it's like 45 pages like, yeah, yeah. Because when we were practicing, I scrolled down. I was like, "You haven't, you haven't filled out." And then I kept on scrolling, kept on scrolling, kept on scrolling, and it was ridiculously long. Too much. It's too much, and that is definitely overwhelming. Whereas I think this is one reason why I loved doing the mock, um, 
is that the questions that my supervisor did, she basically wrote five questions for each sort of broad section. So um, she did it under the headings of like general questions um, questions relating to literature review and then each different chapter and about five in each. Now, that's much more manageable. And well, since yeah. I did the mock, I've just been revising off those questions. That's cool. Um, and well, when I Googled it, it did say you should really revise for your Viber for about a week. And let's be honest, you what if you've got 40 pages worth of questions, that's not going to fit in in that week and you're going to be fried and you're going to be overwhelmed and you're going to feel like, oh, shit, I know nothing. Yeah, so, that's it. It can make you feel, feel fearful because you think, well, I don't know anything. But it's like, no, you just don't know 40 pages of answers. And to be honest, a lot of them are just rewrites of other questions. They're just other ways of saying other things, you know. So yeah. you, you probably do know them. But looking at those blank sheets of paper, I'm like, fuck, I've not answered any of these. But I probably have. Yeah. Yeah. I just haven't physically answered physically them. Answer them. Okay, so, so if I was to prep for my questions, I'd ask my like supervisors or colleagues. Maybe uh, just make that. You, I don't and know, then you know. On Google, and then maybe comp- comprise. Would you just stop there? I think Did you I go would, overkill? Yeah, I think in hindsight, I'd just ask my supervisor. Okay. Yeah. Or if you really want more, then do what you say. Get it all and then collate them into this, in, into like maybe 20 questions. But... I think it's been a bit much. That is one thing I would say. Just streamline. Streamline, okay. streamline. Keep it simple, um, stupid. Definitely keep it simple. Other things that um, have been really helpful in the revising has definitely been getting friends and family. So basically you and Lloyd. Um, in fact, yes, only you and Lloyd um, <laughs> to question me. Um, because just ver- saying it out loud is so different to reading your answers and writing them down. So yeah, practice on your own saying them out loud, but actually practice saying them to somebody else. Is and someone who has no lost. knowledge in it, because that's yeah. really useful to be able to describe your answer in a way that one, like, you know, you have different levels. So you had your mock viber with your supervisor who knows way more than I do. And then I maybe know, know I don't know, about like academically than Lloyd, but Lloyd's oh, actually really smart. Are you joking? hundred yeah. percent. Lloyd would ask me a question and then he would just literally fall asleep while I answered it. It was so annoying. I was like, can you just pretend to be listening? <laughs> I, but I, did, just... I did switch off the <laughs> one question. Molly literally caught me. She was like, the lights went out of your eyes. Wake up, Emily. <laughs> yeah, they did. They literally did. But do you know what? That's okay. If you have a friend that is willing to literally just be bless them a sounding board that you know then that's what you need and I will obviously do that for you as well when the time comes because it's um it's super super helpful and I think when you are um doing that practicing answering one thing to focus on obviously contribution that's a big one that they're going to want to know about but also with the limitations we'll all have written a chapter or a section on limitations right so you know your limitations but practice talking about them in a way that doesn't sound detrimental so you doesn't can say like in the foot. yeah yeah basically in fact i think that's what a lot of the viber is going to be like saying that you could have done things this way but you didn't because your way was better or like you know show that you've thought about or, the potential yeah. weaknesses but that they don't ruin your work they just uh-huh. are potential weaknesses but you have mitigated them and that's going to be so hard like because you you know again like a, a thesis is kind of polishing a turd in some po- points i know mine is it's <laughs> a like beautiful turd. a beautiful turd nice shiny mm, juicy <laughs> um but yeah no, so I think, never. no and also never, never. the word juicy in relation to turds, ever again. turds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's horrible i'm gonna press swiftly on um i think i i read something about that and yeah, obviously knowing your limitations, not shooting yourself foot. So then knowing when to stop, I guess, and knowing when to be comfortable with sciences. And that's going to yes. be something that I'm going to really struggle with because 
again, we know that we ramble. That's the thing we do. That's that's what we're known for. Hence the <laughs> so, rambling right now. <laughs> <laughs> so knowing when to stop and knowing when to be like, okay, I've said my point. What is my point? You know, when you write a, a chapter and you have like, okay, what's the purpose of this chapter? Try and, that's what I'm going to try and think of when yeah. I speak. Okay, what is the, what should I end it with? What should that yeah. wraps it up nice and neatly? And also, I think it's okay to sort of say like, oh, you know, I'm happy to expand on that some more if you would like me to and then start because I have been told that examiners don't like it when you just like waffle for like 10 minutes, like give a comprehensive answer. But sometimes giving too long an answer makes it look like you actually don't know what you're talking about. So it's okay to say, yeah, so, you know, that's what I would say about that. But do let me know if you want me to expand and then they can ask you to if they want you to sort of thing. Um, That's a really good tip. Yeah. In terms of the mock, I don't know if everyone does do a mock. I imagine they do. If you don't, then definitely do one. Like, I don't see why you wouldn't. Um, One thing that I found super, super helpful about the mock was the way my supervisor did it. And I'm sure this is not like revolutionary. I'm sure most supervisors do it like this. Um, Is they asked a question. I answered it. She wrote she like made notes whilst I was answering about what she liked about my answer and what she thought could have been different. And then after rather than doing it all at the end after every answer I gave we then had a debrief about the answer and I made notes about what she liked and what she didn't like so that was so helpful and I would definitely recommend doing that and record it could you record did you record it she offered (laughs) can you record it would you record it (laughs) yeah because we could do it on team so she offered to I didn't want to no Watch Basically. yourself back like that. I yeah, just didn't yeah, want, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just didn't want us to do it. I thought it's just going to make me think, I don't know, probably one, I wouldn't find the time to do it or as in I wouldn't make the time to watch it. It was two hours. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I don't want to watch that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I would, it'd cringe, you'd cringe too much. Maybe it wouldn't be good for your confidence either because you exactly. find. Exactly. We literally just watched back. We did a little sound test and all watched back ourselves. And I literally thought I looked, I was like, oh my God, I look horrendous. And then yeah. that was literally a two minute, a two, a we two second recording. And you were like, I look like a crackhead or something. Yeah. Because so well, I'm in a hoodie and a, like a greasy hair. I'm ill. So obviously I look rough and I was rocking for some reason. It was really, <laughs> I mean, you're rocking now to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a chair. But I mean, some people might find that really useful, you know, listening back or watching themselves back. Personally, I didn't want to. Um, Before we sort of wrap up the ramble, I just wanted to touch as well on the actual few days before the Viva. And personally, what I'm experiencing is that at this point, knowledge is if I ain't got it, it's too late, right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, cramming the night before is just going to stress you out because you're going to find something that you don't know. And then yeah. you're going to go down that rabbit hole and, and then what? You're going to go to bed going, fuck. Exactly. Fuck. I don't know so that one bit. If anything, the, the most important thing you can do in the few days before is focus on getting a positive mindset. So um, self-care, all that sort of thing. I know this makes me sound like Beyonce, but I've booked a massage for the night before. <laughs> you know what? We should we should talk about when you – right, saying it now, when you've done your Viber. <laughs> Right. We'll, we'll have a whole episode on it and you can talk about your massage, how it was, how the night yeah. before was, how you felt. Yeah. Um, and then go into what we actually, what the actual vibe was. I think they'll be really useful for people, especially yeah. me. Like, I found this so useful, although I'm not there yet. It's good to have that. It is so, I wish I knew this earlier on. I wish I had prepared myself or like listened to something like this, but 
I was in the mindset of like, that's ages away. I'm not going to bother listening or knowing yeah, about and it. And I've obviously found out too late. So cheers. Nice one, guys. <laughs> it's too late for me. It's not too late for you guys. Um, it's not too late. But, You've got a yeah, massage. What else are you going to do? A, yeah. So I went to yoga on Sunday. Um, I, as I say, I booked a massage. It's this offer that they have where you, it's an hour aromatherapy massage with a 25 minute free reflexology at the end i am literally buzzing i'm so excited so fancy um, yeah and i'm working at home a couple of days before the viber i've like kept my diary as quiet as possible obviously stuff comes up but um i'm just really focusing on mindset i'm going to do meditations every evening before it and just try and get in a calm space because the last week or so i have had the runs <laughs> basically <laughs> And I feel like I have a huge weight slash fluttering in my chest. Like, oh, it's there. Oh, like foot's on your chest, yeah. Totally. Or you've swallowed a big sweet and it's just like, what? Yeah, what I, I do. I, I feel all that. And like many people, I know like you as well, I'm like, my stress and anxiety does not come out in my performance necessarily, but it definitely exhibits itself physically. Yes. <laughs> through my gut, like through my chest. And yeah. So just finding, putting things in place in preparation, you know, way before you've either to think, okay, how am I going to mitigate those stresses? Because ultimately, confidence feel, is what is going to. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say though, like you're going to feel stress. Let's be honest. The whole, not to put <laughs> pressure on you, but the whole PhD is coming to a close, and it's exciting. But obviously, you're going to feel stress. You'd be weird not to feel stressed or anxious about it. It's um, yeah. one of those things, like accept it but don't let it consume you I guess and that's when the exactly. meditation and stuff comes in and um and you try and do all the things that bring you joy and you know allow yourself to eat chocolate allow yourself to... oh babe there's no chances of me not eating chocolate don't worry about that <laughs> <laughs> but also like they do say don't they it's like you know my one and only Mr Robbie Williams like you have to have some nerves and adrenaline to make you perform well otherwise yeah. you're just not going to come across as passionate and so having a little bit of that I think is fine um and I've actually arranged to meet my, unfortunately, my director of studies cannot come because she's up in Aberdeen and there's no way she can Aww. get down, which is sad. But my other one who's in Edinburgh, she's coming down and my other one is based in Liverpool. So he's going to be there. And, and I'm I'll meeting, be there. Oh, you'll be there. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and I'm meeting him and my external like an hour before the Viva for a cup of tea. Apparently that's quite normal. So I'm hoping that'll ease me in a bit. Lovely. Um, and just manage those nervous poos that's going to be the aim of the game yeah maybe wear an adult <laughs> nappy <laughs> yeah maybe actually maybe two that might work <laughs> they're like what's the smell let's wrap it up <laughs> oh, stop it we need to get her out she stinks <laughs> do you know that moment like the moment that they say and fucking hell just hope to hope to whatever god that, that this is what happens but apparently at the end of it they go out to discuss the viva and whether or not you've passed yeah and when they come in they usually will say like okay doctor whoever we've made our decision <laughs> apparently a lot of them do that it's like a <gasps> like a little okay yeah Off they, they don't, don't say that you're gonna yeah. cry in front of, right gonna... in front of them. Cry and shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. It's, yeah. We'll see. You'll, we'll see. We'll see. Oh my God. This is so exciting. And the fact that like you're not, you're still standing strong and not saying the day is, uh, it's well done. And I nearly, um, I nearly said it, didn't I, at the beginning of this? I mean, let's be honest. I've been, I, I've not exactly left much of the imagination, have I? But no. You better. I was, have like, some I, can't, I, was like, I, I don't want to get you ill before you're <laughs> yeah. teaching. Well, I've told them there's one week. I, I've had. 
the last weekend before it, and this is coming out on Wednesday, so it doesn't leave much to the imagination. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but you, uh, I hope you got some good inspo for me, Em. I do, I do. I think it's a nice one, so let's get okay, it. Okay, I need it. So we're hearing one quote today. That's all we need. We just need one bloody good one. Oh, God. No pressure. Are you leaving it to me? <laughs> the one that always does badly. Always. No, I think this is a nice one. Um, we all know the painter. His name is Vincent Van Gogh. Or Van Gogh. What do you say? I am really fancy, so I say Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Or do I, I say Van, Van Gogh? Hang on a minute. Van Gogh. <laughs> I don't really know. What do you say? Van Gogh. And then and my friend said Van Gogh. Because think... I'm going to Amsterdam this weekend and... I was like, oh, should we go see the Van Gogh Museum? She was like, yeah, the Van Gogh. And I was like, well, <laughs> um, if you hear a voice within you say you cannot paint, then by all means paint and that voice will be silenced. But how would you change that? Help me out, Molly. You're the words, wordsman. Well, I can't. You're reading it. But wouldn't it be like if you hear a voice that says I cannot viva, viva anyway. And the voice will be silenced. Well, there you go. Just don't listen to your own voice. You know, ignore it. Do it anyway. And that voice will go away anyway. Voices. voice is telling me I'm amazing. Then I'll listen all the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless your voice is sound like Robbie Williams. That's your... <laughs> yeah. I am powerful. I am beautiful. Oh, my God. I'm going li- to listen to that song. Good old Robbie. Yeah. Giving me the, giving me the vibe you, that I need. Have you put together um, uh, by the playlist? Songs that make no. you feel. <gasps> I can say that sounds like a great procrastination uh, activity. Why don't you do it at night, like before, you know, when you're sat watching TV, put together yeah. a playlist. I'm going to do it like, for the morning of the vibe. I only have like 10 songs. Yeah. It's you like when that, people you... have birthing playlists, I'll have a vibe playlist. A vibe playlist that gets you like powerful and things that make you feel, wow. Love that. If I'm anyone is listening right now, there is still time. Send me your suggestions. If you have any like songs that you're like, fucking hell, this is going to get mauled through her vibe in the morning. Send us them on Instagram, please. Stupid genius yeah. underscore pod. I need them. Give them to me, please. Do it. <laughs> Power stances. I'll be doing them all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's going to smash it. Thanks for um listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. Remember to um, uh, share the episode with your friends. Share it on your social media um yeah it's how we can sort of keep going with the podcast so if you haven't rated us yet go for it leave us a rating and Please. yeah just spread the spread the spread the stupid genius words yeah um yeah do it and if you didn't like this episode don't spread it spread the one that you liked <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> bye, bye. Love you. bye.